2: Well hello there, welcome! to the Firehouse Forum podcast. I am Dave Timberline, the community engagement manager here at Firehouse Theater, and welcome to our 19th episode. This is the penultimate episode of the season. We'll do a show this week and we'll do another one next week, and then we'll be out for the summer enjoying the sun and the surf and all the other good things, but not without still enjoying local Richmond theater. In the next couple weeks, we're going to talk to a lot of people who are in shows or involved in shows that are opening maybe a little bit later in the summer. So Uh, Even though we won't be doing the show right on the eve of their opening, I hope you will mark the dates and go out and see the shows that we're going to be talking about. In this episode, we will be talking to C.J. Bergen, who is in every single show that Quill Theater is producing at Agecroft Hall this summer. He is currently in Romeo and Juliet that plays through June 24th. And then on June 30th, he will be in the one night only production of The Complete Works of William Shakespeare, Abridged. He will be in a A team of three compatriots doing that very funny uh, abridgment of all of Shakespeare's works. And then he will be playing Orlando in As You Like It, which opens July 6th. So uh, mark your calendars for that show. Uh, We'll be talking to him about all three of those shows. He's the only actor in any of the companies who's in all three companies. And then we'll be talking to Maggie Roop, who is a director, producer, and actor in town. She will be appearing in Crimes of the Heart at Hanover Tavern. That's a Virginia. Rep production. That opens July 20th, so mark your calendar for that show. Uh, It's going to have a great cast, and we'll talk to Maggie about that. Uh, Here at Firehouse, we've got Preludes running through the end of the month, so if you haven't seen it, or if you'd like to see it again, I know I've seen it twice. My wife is seeing it two times. Uh, It's worth checking out a second time, even if you've already seen it. So that's what's going on here at Firehouse, and we'll get right to the interviews. We're here with C.J. Bergen. He is a actor who is relatively new to the Richmond scene, but he's been kicking around for a while. And you'll see a lot of him this summer if you go out to agecroft Hall because he's in everything that Quill is producing there. He's in Romeo and Juliet right now. He will be in the complete works of William Shakespeare, Abridged. And then he will be starring in As You Like It, which kicks off July 6th. So that's a busy summer for you.
0: <laughs> it, it's Kind of intense, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, are you after this summer? You going to be like done with Shakespeare? I've done it all. I'm going (laughs) to throw it all behind you.
0: Oh my! I hope not. So far, I'm doing pretty good. I'm still very much enjoying myself. So hopefully, I don't get sick of it by uh, end of July.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So tell me. Well, first of all, I usually do a little bit of a bio. I'm going to do a little bit of a a different bio for you. Something that I found on the interwebs. C.J. Bergen is a two L at WCL with an interest in IP. He is the blue booker for the IP brief in a class. Classroom, Dean's fellow for the legal rhetoric program. That's not usually what I read about the <laughs> actors that I talk to. Where did you? What even, did that all mean?
0: Oh my God! Where did you even find that? I, you know, legal briefs out there somewhere.
2: <laughs> so your day job is a legal job, I guess.
0: Yes. So that would have been from when I was in law school. Um, mm-hmm. I graduated four years ago now. Uh, my day job, I'm uh, an attorney uh, with a firm, an insurance defense firm called uh, KPM Law, uh, where I do a lot of uh, insurance defense work. So I'll work on like car crashes and. I do a lot of um, restaurant retail defense. So if you slip and fall in grocery store and you decide you want to sue that grocery store, uh-huh. I might be the guy representing the grocery store.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: Interesting. Yes. So
2: slip and falls the, during the day and then fight choreography at night. Is that basically
0: how <laughs> it goes? Uh, that sounds like a pretty good day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a successful day for me. <laughs>
2: right. I guess I have to ask, when you were a kid, were you thinking, I can't wait to defend my first case? Or were you thinking, I can't wait to be in the movies or how did it how did it happen that you have this bifurcated career.
0: I guess when I was a junior in high school, I got into my first play and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do for, I want to be an actor forever. This is what I'm going to do. And my parents had agreed to pay for my college, but the condition was you can't be a theater major. You're not going to, you can be a theater major and something else, but Mm. you can't just be a theater major. You have to do something else. So I was kind of racking my brain. All right, well, what else am I going to be? And I studied biology. And so I thought, okay, this is really interesting. I got into, uh, I started studying genetics and microbiology and that was really interesting to me and initially, the thought was uh, I would go into patent law, specifically dealing with uh, genetics and things like that. Oh, so that I went sounds to law fascinating. school. Yeah. It was that's what I thought. I thought that sounds really, really fascinating. Turns out it's not. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's super boring. <laughs> okay. So I uh, I ended up switching in law school, sort of my focus onto more sort of trial related things. Okay. Which turns out I found another group of sort of actors in law school who had all sort of done the same thing. Thing as I did. Oh, interesting. So we uh, we actually had a group in law school that was, every year we would put on a law school musical. <laughs> oh, great. Making fun of the law school. So I've done theater consistently in some capacity from high school through college through law school to now my professional job.
2: Okay. Well, that sounds like something that, uh, a subject that's very ripe for picking there, <laughs>
0: making fun of law. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah.
2: And so when you came to Richmond, so you went to American University, mm-hmm. then you moved to Richmond after, the, after graduation?
0: Yes. Yeah. I got a job offer at the firm down here and took the move and it was great. And
2: you got involved in comedy sports when you got down here?
0: I did. Yes. So uh, I saw a, a posting for comedy sport for uh, auditions for comedy sports. And I was, um I was already feeling the theater itch pretty much as soon as I moved down here. Okay. So I went and auditioned. I got in. That was the first theater related thing I did down in this area.
2: To me, it seems like there's different muscles involved in portraying a character as in a Shakespearean character yeah. <clears throat> and then improv, which is you take what Whatever's thrown at you and you have to kind of roll with it. Is there a preference that you have or do, does one help the other in your mind? How does that work for you?
0: I think they both definitely sort of help each other out, especially like in the in the Shakespeare Festival this year, we're doing complete works. right? And that's sort of the perfect there is a script to that one, but there's also a lot of things that sort of go haywire and a lot of things that we have to respond genuinely to the audience in the moment. right? Uh, and that's my favorite type of theater to be a part of, is where the audience is sort of another character okay. that you have to respond to and sort of you can even have to sort of manipulate your tactics a little bit depending on what the audience is giving you at any particular time so for that kind of theater the improv muscle is very helpful in just helping you not freak out when something new sort of pops up <laughs> right yeah so it's that's sort of the best of both worlds for me my I always want to sort of be a clown I always sort of want to be funny so we're currently working on as you like it where I'm playing Orlando which right. is definitely much more of a straight sort of, serious lover character than mm-hmm. I'm used to playing. So it's definitely I'm having to sort of tamp down the improv instinct to right. be ridiculous and involve the audience every five seconds.
2: Yeah well I, and I, I looked up um, or so you're playing Orlando. he's described in something that I saw one character description as brave, chivalrous, tender, modest, smart, strong, handsome, and beloved by all. That's a lot to handle. (laughs) Are you going to be able to capture all of that? Oh,
0: I, i uh, that's, when you put it that way, it's very intimidating. (laughs) And um, I think, I think something I'm very excited to sort of explore with Orlando, he is sort of written as this, sort of as you described him, this chiseled, perfect, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so handsome and I'm so humble. (laughs) And I'll be honest, I, I'm, what I'm trying to do and what I think James and I have talked about is bringing to the table sort of a more humanized more flawed version of this sort of character that everyone sort of more or less two-dimensional character in the shakespeare canon and sort of okay. give him some flaws give him some room to be less than perfect <laughs> okay. which
2: which is gonna be a challenge for you i guess right?
0: <laughs> i'm so glad i can't even tell you when james brought me in and we started talking about it i was so relieved when he was like yeah so we're thinking of this idea of like orlando is sort of flawed and has these other these sort of mm-hmm. chinks in his armor My first thought was, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to, to sort of see it play out.
2: I'm curious how the audition process went as well because, you know, in Romeo and Juliet, you have, you know, two smaller parts, but one's a little bit more comic than the other. Complete works is completely comic craziness. And then Orlando is going to be a much more straight, straighter role. When you auditioned, did you, did James ask for everything? Did he ask for, you know, anything specific? And how, how whatever you did must have worked really well because it got you, you know, three roles.
0: <laughs> well, I, one of these is already in. In the can Thank goodness. Uh, That was uh, Complete Works. Joseph Bromfield, Dixon Cashwell, and I uh, were in that show at Glen Allen two-ish years ago. Okay. All right. Or a year and a half ago. And so that one's been in the can for a while. Dixon Cashwell obviously moved. Uh, So now we have John Minx who took that role. So that was actually my first audition for Quill at all about a year and a half ago. Okay, For that one, I got to be pretty silly because I knew what show I was sort of going for. (laughs) For the other shows, um, the Romeo and Juliet, obviously, this uh, this is the rebound. So we had that audition set as well. So that wasn't with the As You Like It audition. And... That was sort of, there were so many people who auditioned for that one. I went in for a measure for measure audition, and I'm still stunned that uh, <laughs> I managed to sneak apart in that one. Yeah. The As You Like It, I spent most of that rehearsal gunning for Silvius, which is the uh, the sillier, rustic character. Uh, okay. So when I got the call that it was Orlando, uh, I think the first thing I did is I screamed and called my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was exciting.
2: Yeah, that's great. Well, so clearly I was, I was thinking it was all happening, even though the shows are happening back to back to back you've been auditioning for different things at different times so it's all just kind of almost by mistake coming together this way
0: (laughs) yeah kind of it's um i don't know that i would have had the the um the chutzpah to Mm -hmm. be like i want to do all three shows one after the other (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so but now that it sort of happened that way i'm very excited and happy about it but it has sort of just sort of come together by accident yeah
2: it always is interesting to me because you know, I work with computers in my other life, and there's a lot of different, you know, computer programming languages that are really truly different languages. Shakespearean language and legal language both can be very complex. And d- did one prep you for the other? Do you feel like you you're you can work with the complexities of Shakespearean language because you have to deal with the various tort <laughs> craziness?
0: They definitely do help each other, I think. Although I think the Shakespeare helps the law more than the law helps the Shakespeare. Oh, really? helps with okay. You. Because a lot of what I do is uh, brief writing and to be able to – as much as I can, I like injecting sort of more obnoxiously erudite things in my legal <laughs> briefs, especially I think one time recently I was very proud of myself because I called someone a sorcerer. Like just you can find – you can definitely – reading Shakespeare and working with Shakespeare definitely helps you communicate ideas better and in a different way than if you're not constantly exposed to Shakespeare. You're not constantly in a world outside of the legal world. It just okay helps you communicate in a more efficient, down-to-earth way. The, uh, as far as the law helping the Shakespeare that I don't I don't know that that helps too much. (laughs) Uh, It's it's definitely one day I'll come upon some Shakespeare uh, monologue with an ye olde English legal word and I'll lose my mind.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, I also know that you did you're in a show you're in chapter two at the Louisa Arts Center.
0: That's right. Yep.
2: Which I'm I'm really not that familiar with. Did did it draw a good crowd? Was it an interesting experience? How was that?
0: Uh, It was a great experience. Mm -hmm. It's a very well written Neil Simon play which is actually the character that I played George is supposed to be in his 40s uh, he's okay. supposed to be, it's written in a play that he's 40 years old I'm 29 <laughs> and the part's great it's a very genuine part and I got an opportunity to play this great role with uh Christine Corey who's amazing who's our director mm-hmm. and Brandy Sandberg who played opposite me and it was over at the Louisa Art Center which we had pretty decent crowds the entire we only had a one weekend run so I got Thursday show, a Friday show, two Saturday shows, and a Sunday show. Okay, and we got we got a decent sized crowd to come out there, and it would seem to be well received. And I, you know, I very much appreciate any sort of opportunity to get to do to get to portray a part that is going to be challenging and something that you know I look at the director and say, "You're crazy to let me do this," but please <laughs> let me do this.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's a great tradition in Richmond with people like Amy Berlin and Jeff Clevenger and Jennifer Frank who have come from the improv world and you know have done really well in the acting world are you going to continue to be doing stuff at comedy sports or you probably don't have time at this point right
0: <laughs> it's i haven't been at comedy sports in a while unfortunately mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason for that is good. It's because I, I keep on tricking people into uh, casting me and things. <laughs> right. um, so as long as I can keep that, as long as I keep getting cast in other shows, um, I'm going to try to do that, you know, uh, until sort of the work dries up. And then... Uh, you
2: have to go back to just trying cases and <laughs> <laughs> doing legal work.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> as long as I can balance the two, I'm going to try to.
2: Well, I've seen you in Romeo and Juliet.
0: You were great. I really oh, enjoyed you. that
2: production. Um, and I think everybody should go out to H. Croft Hall. It's a great place to see Shakespeare. And As You Like It hasn't been performed here, I think, <clears throat> since 2008. Wow. So people should be primed to see this uh, very funny, very interesting show. So hope it goes well.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me.
2: We are here with Maggie Roop, director, producer, actor and all-around multi-talent. Thanks for coming in, Maggie.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs>
2: well, and I was so happy to see like just last week I think the announcement of Crimes of the Heart show out at Hanover Tavern that mm-hmm. Virginia Rep is doing and that you will be starring in. Yes, with Irene Kaikendal and Tyler Stevens and a bunch of other good people. Yes, so that's pretty exciting. Are you excited about it?
1: I'm thrilled about it. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, it's a play that I've been wanting to do for years and really? years, and now I get to do it. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting in many different ways because I also haven't performed in a while. And well, I was going to ask yeah, you about that. You've
2: been mostly you've been directing a lot, mm-hmm. and you've been producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it a, is it kind of a do you have to gear up your acting chops again? Or is it? are they always in reserve and ready to pull out at any time?
1: Um, Well, I guess we're about to find out. (laughs) Because, um, you know, I've done a couple of of smaller projects over Mm. the past couple of years. And by small, I literally mean like short plays and a little bit more spread out. And for a while there, before I sort of pulled back and started directing more, I was going pretty much back to back to back. And so this is new for me to kind of have to dust myself off and get back to it. But I mean, I haven't been far from theater. And I've still been thinking like an actor in order to help my actors along the way as a director. So hopefully it will be pretty easy to step back into those shoes. But I'm certainly looking forward to it and to get to be able to do it with a piece that I love and with people that I'm looking forward to working with is very fortunate and a treat.
2: Well, and are you there are a couple actors that I've talked to who have a little bit of stage fright. And I'm wondering if that Do you have that or, and would that get more intense without being on stage for a little while?
1: Uh, well, to answer the first question, yes, I Mm. do have stage fright and, uh, it's, it's worse in different situations Mm, and I can't, I haven't really pinpointed why, but, I don't know. I don't anticipate, I think because this is such an ensemble piece and there isn't a whole lot of weight on me for the bulk of the play. I I don't anticipate feeling that a whole, a whole lot. Okay. But I do, I will, especially opening night or early on in the run, I'll Mm -hmm. get jitters. And, and if, if it's a situation where I'm on my, on my own on stage or with one other person, Mm -hmm. which is what the past couple of projects I've done have been like, (laughs) um, yeah, I'll get, I'll get pretty, nervous at first once until I kind of settle into it and and get a little bit more confident. I get the shaky hands and the Mm -hmm. heart pounding and especially right before I walk on stage. So I'm sure I'll get a little taste of that again, but.
2: See it's always amazing to me because I feel like somebody like you who also you know you're a singer performer you've done so many different things over the years it's it's still surprising to me to think like you're not just itching to get out there that there's actually yeah. a little bit of a tremor going on or something Yeah
1: and I think I think it's a, a combination of just sort of nerves and anticipating what's going to happen and are you going to remember everything and are you gonna, are people going to like it there's right. all of that and then there's just the sheer adrenaline sure. that kicks in that you have to ha- you need That there, so I always try to just shake it off and not overthink it. But anytime I haven't been nervous, (laughs) I've been more worried. I've been like, "Is this is this a bad sign? Like, am I going to (laughs) walk out there and like my brain just doesn't care anymore?" Right. (laughs) Yeah. So nerves are good. Yeah. But that that's definitely that's definitely something I've I've had a challenge with. And actually, I get more nervous when I have to sing on stage than when I'm not singing. Okay. And it's been a while since I, well, I did a little cabaret thing a few months ago. But other than that, it's been a while. And that's definitely, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I was like that when I was a kid with playing piano. I got so nervous on stage that I just stopped (laughs) being fun. Yeah. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like music is just so precise and I get into my head about it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, one of the things that you do that I've really enjoyed is when at Hardywood you do the cover to cover cover Mm -hmm. performances, which are just really so cool when you take one artist and, you know, one album usually and just like crank it out, which Mm -hmm. is, it's just such a great time. Do you have any plans for anything like that coming up?
1: We don't have any new albums that we're going to tackle that have been confirmed yet. Um, We always have a running list of requests that we've gotten and, you know, things that we want to challenge ourselves to do. Mm -hmm. The band, Trunk Show is our name um we'll be performing in August. Um we're doing Purple Rain again. Oh, awesome. Um and we're doing it in Short Pump and I can't remember what the name of the event is. Okay. I should have checked um with Matt about that before I came, but but that's coming up in August and but I'm not actually going to be performing what? with the band that night. I know because for one thing, I don't do any of the songs on that album. No. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and I'm I'm going to be at Crimes of the Heart that yeah. day, that okay. night, so I'm, I'm not going to be there. Oh, wow. Well. But Matt Schaffner will be performing, and some of our other all-star vocalists will be performing. So it's still sure to be a great night, and we'll okay. be promoting it like crazy once it's getting near. All
2: right. Well, I'll get the date from you and make sure it's in the announcement. Yes, uh, yes. So, Crimes of the Heart, you're going to be playing Lenny, mm-hmm. who's kind of the, the oldest mm-hmm. sister, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have sisters? Do you Are you pulling from personal experience? Will you be pulling from personal experience for this?
1: I do have a sister. Okay. I'm the younger sister. So in this instance, I'll get to imagine being the older sister, (laughs) but that's one of the many things that I love about this play is the sister, the sisterly relationship and exploring that. And I think that I can definitely bring a lot. I also have female cousins that I'm very close to. And, you know, I mean, not to mention some of the female friendships that I have. I love the, the female-driven storytelling and the female relationships that are portrayed in this play. I think they're really beautiful.
2: One of the things I was wondering about for an actor, this is kind of one of the archetypal older sister kind mm-hmm. of roles. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I think about something like Venus and Fur, which you did a couple years ago, mm-hmm. won an RTCC Awards for Best Actress. Do you think as you're preparing for that role, do you think of kind of the bigger connotations like Venus and Fur, that role is... I have a quote from a review that called, who called that character a divine instrument of female revenge. So when you have that behind the character, is that something you think about as an actor? Are you thinking more just this is the scene? This is what I'm going to say. This is my interaction.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I love that (laughs) quote. Yeah. That's good. I do, I do think about that early on in the process. Okay. Um, you know, when I first read a script and and of course you know people ask you oh, you know what what's your character and right. and you have to describe them and that's always interesting sort of discovering what what you think of the character in a more sort of objective way right. so i haven't i i have a thought about that sort of who lenny is objectively and you know she's she is in sort of a maternal mm-hmm. position and right. she's and I, I, I say this in a completely non judgmental way. She's, she's a little bit of a mess. She's, <laughs> she's kind of anxious and she's always worrying about her family. And she's been sort of, she's adopted slash been left with a lot of responsibility that takes up all of her time. And so she's dealing with a lot of stress. And, uh, but she, but she's so loving and she's so determined. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's sort of where I am with my relationship right. with. The character right now, but then once I step in into the process, I sort of throw all of that away right. and just try to think about you know what she what she wants and what's motivating her and what she needs from all of the other people in the room with her and, and in the play with her.
2: It does. It sounds as you are listing those characteristics. It sounds very. I have an, I have three sisters. Sounds just like my oldest sister. Mm-hmm. So if you want somebody to talk to about <laughs> you know all of those things and things that she's had to take care. Care of and yeah. being responsible for. Yeah, well
1: spirit. my my mother is an oldest yeah. sibling and okay. yeah, I've seen her I've seen her go through some of that sort of being responsible for things after her mother died and right. There's definitely a lot to sort of mine from having observed her.
2: So you have been directing a lot. You directed Mm -hmm. Constellations just like last month?
1: Yeah, in April we had our run. Uh,
2: And then Brave New World at the beginning of the year. There was the restaging of Hedwig. It it seems to me that there is this kind of uh, growing list of great female directors in town. There's you. In the last few weeks, I've talked to Katrina Carol Lewis, uh, Melissa Rayford, Chelsea Burke, Deb Clinton, Dr. T, Carol Pierce. All Anna Johnson, all these great female directors. Isn't it wonderful? Well, it's. do you feel like that's specific to Richmond or is this just happening nationwide or are we just like lucky?
1: Well, I think we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I don't. I can't knowledgeably answer that question (laughs) with facts. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't care about facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just based on what I sort of stumble upon Mm. online and conversations that I have with friends in other cities and just the activity that I I notice, I think. I think it is a movement that's happening. I Mm. think that I think women are being given more opportunities, but I think they're also creating more opportunities for themselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I could go on about for a long time. I think that I think that that's wonderful, I think it's wonderful that women are stepping into, into that and representing themselves and creating opportunities for themselves but I think that that's something that all theater artists should challenge themselves to do and I've been there I was there especially when I was a young person trying to establish myself in this community, there's sort of a sense that you have to have something given to you in order to have opportunities as, an, as a performing mm. artist yeah. and um, obviously if you want to work with certain companies and grow into other markets then yes you you do have your fate in someone else in someone else's hands to a degree but really the way to be seen is to find ways to collaborate with other artists and get your work out there whether it's new work or producing something that you want to see done on a small scale or a large scale whatever you you can do Mm -hmm. do whatever opportunities you can provide for yourself depending on where you are financially what kind of connections you have but a lot of the work that I've been able to do in the past few years has been motivated by conversations and getting it started right. because it was something that mattered to me. So I encourage any young artist or <laughs> artists trying to get involved in a theater community to start talking and getting idea, planting seeds and getting ideas in people's heads because so much of the great theater that I've seen hmm. has been grassroots and there's so much passion there and so much creativity and
2: um well, and i feel like you and and matt schaffner who you've worked together with yes and entertainment
1: mm-hmm.
2: have found ways like with Ghostlight light after party and with what you've done at hardywood finding different ways to put stuff out there mm-hmm. so that now people go oh well they've done this they obviously know how to put together a show so it establishes you maybe not in you don't have to necessarily do a main stage show full production to start exactly. getting your feet wet
1: Exactly. And that's, that has been and continues to be a primary goal of mine. And, you know, the partnership that Matt and I have is creating opportunities for people and making it known that we are interested in finding out what people want to do and, and making it happen if possible.
2: Yeah. So I mentioned Ghost Light After Party. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since the collapse have been around. What's, Mm -hmm. are they going to come back?
1: The GLAP will be back. Yeah. I don't know if I'm authorized to say... Okay, you can
2: just tease. Just um, tease us. Just,
1: I will tease you <laughs> and tell you the GLAP will be back, and I have to... For anyone who's listening and who has seen me dropping hints on Facebook for the past couple months, I'm sorry I'm dragging it out, (laughs) but it will be happening. Um, We're going to be collaborating with some new folks to make it happen, and it's going to be revamped. It's going to be a little bit more of a piano bar style experience and less of an open mic cabaret Mm -hmm. experience. So that's what you can look forward to, but we haven't nailed down a date yet, and we'll be announcing all of the details hopefully very soon
2: oh awesome Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. well i will stay tuned yeah i have to apologize Because I did what I guess many people have done, which is mix you up with Molly Hood (laughs) just a few (laughs) weeks ago.
1: It's one of my favorite things that happens.
2: I don't understand it. I I know who you are. Uh I know who Molly is. Uh But I was talking about gruesome playground injuries that Billy Christopher Maupin did years ago. Yeah. And I mentioned you instead of Molly. So sorry about that.
1: Well, that's okay. And thank you. (laughs) Because I deeply admire Molly and she's a friend and we've worked together before and I, I get it because we're both tall. I think I might be taller than her. I might be wrong. <laughs> we're both blonde. Mm. Um, I think it's, I think more than anything, it's the structure of our names. Mm. Yeah. Because I think so. we have the M and then we have the double O yeah. and then we have the double letters in our first name too. So yeah. anybody who ever gets us mixed up, please know that we don't take offense. We both <laughs> think it's hilarious. We've gotten emails that were meant for the other person <laughs> and messages on Facebook and yeah. we've been complimented for each other each other's performances before. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an ongoing...
2: Well, when are you going to be in something together? That would be well, really fun.
1: Well, we were in Hay Fever together. Oh, that's right. Okay. But... <laughs> we were playing I mean her she looked so different mm. in that role yeah. and she was pl- we were playing such different the characters themselves were so different we didn't yeah. look anything alike mm. and we hardly got to interact at all on stage right. and then the, the only other thing that Molly and I did together was Billy Christopher w- when he was consistently doing the um, gender reverse Shakespeare oh, right. he, Okay. he did Hamlet oh. and she that was when she played Hamlet first Okay. and I, I got to be her Horatio oh, and I that was that. actually Really, really excellent experience. Wow! Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I want to see a Molly and Maggie show. I where know we, like, we play need, each other. We <laughs> need
1: to be sisters, or yeah, or uh, like a I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Identity swap sort of thing might be good.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are talking on the day after the Tonys. Do you watch the Tonys? Did you watch it?
1: I did watch it. Yeah. What'd you think? Well, okay. Well, I'm just going to be really honest about my whole experience with my day yesterday. I was in Charlottesville visiting family and right before I left, I got a migraine. Oh, no. And that's okay. It happens. and And it's not too severe, but it's bad enough that it knocks me off my game for the rest of the day. Yeah. And so then I went over to a friend's house. I went to watch it at, um, Joseph Papa's house with his husband, J.S. Uh-huh. Well, and, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> and, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and well, basically, I, I'm a little f- fuzzy on the whole night because I just wasn't like feeling great. Mm-hmm. And plus, I was really distracted because I really, really wanted Once on This Island to win <laughs> because I saw it a little over two weeks ago okay. and it's so fresh in my mind. And it was one of the most brilliant, unbelievably beautiful, just boundlessly inspiring theater experiences oh, I've ever great. had. Um, So it was like, oh my gosh, they just have to win. And I, that was the only thing I had actually seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been a lot of sort of criticism of some of the choices of the numbers that were done and all kinds of that kind right, of stuff. But right, right. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think too deeply about it. I just like to let it entertain me and <laughs> sort of like, that's my news for the year about what happened on Broadway. Right. And now I'm updated. And then of course, <laughs> we left to go home and we left before the end of the show. Show oh, okay, and that's when our pal Joseph Papa appeared on the screen. Uh, we, missed screen. Yeah. Well, we missed it. Yeah, Wow. we missed it. But I bad. do have something that I want to clear up for uh, the commu- for the Richmond theater community and the fa- the Facebook community. Audra Honeaker's face did not appear. Okay, on I, the program, I, I saw the night.
2: picture that I saw a picture posted on Facebook, and it did not look like her. that.
1: Was not Audra. Audra was there, but she was at another spot in the theater at that moment. Okay. So yes, I just would like to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would That's like good.
1: to. I would like to quash that rumor. Okay, Audra was not in the frame she was at not that on moment. National
2: TV, as we thought. No. Well, I I have it on tape, so I haven't watched it yet. So. I will have reactions later on. Well, I really
1: enjoy I will tell you, I really enjoyed Josh Groban and Sarah Brellis. I thought they were yeah. so charming and lovely. And that was really fun. And there were a lot of great moments to the evening. So you have a lot to look forward to. Okay,
2: yeah. cool. Well, speaking of looking forward to, we're looking forward to seeing you in Crimes of the Heart at Hanover Tavern. Opens July 20th. I uh, can't wait to see it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming
1: in. Thanks for having me. All right.
2: Thank you very much, Maggie Roop, for coming in to talk about Crimes of the Heart and Yes! And Entertainment and all the other things you have going on. Again, mark your calendars. July 20th, that's when Crimes of the Heart opens at the Tavern, Virginia Rep production. And thank you also to CJ Bergen, who is in all three shows at Agecroft Hall that Quill is producing this summer. Thank you, CJ, for talking about your varied career. And uh, check us out next week, where we'll be closing out our season with two great guests talking about shows opening later in the summer. Thanks for tuning in to the Firehouse Forum. We'll talk to you next week.